Welcome to the fucking show. Gentlemen, boys, and girls, welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins. I am one half of your host, Downtown Boosie. What up, what up? And this episode is brought to you by the one and only Primetime Productions. Go check them out. A lot of fun stuff happening over there. I know you're listening bright and early Friday, not Friday morning, but there's a little uh, E-A-S-H-L twitch tourney going on between primetime folks uh if you missed last night's you're gonna want there's gonna be more the seven game series so you'll want to check it out ptp west probably won <laughs> there's Boy, something man. people we that we haven't really brought to twitter or anything like that yet me and you have been beefing for like the first time ever in our relationship oh yeah and it, it's been getting pretty cutthroat like this podcast oh, yeah was questionable to even happen tonight people are lucky they got a friday yeah i almost i almost had mel on tonight (laughs) i got that bad and i don't even like mel so the first (laughs) time i really chirped you you were even like whoa (laughs) easy yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah because you came in hot one of the times i'm like whoa i'm like all right like is this personal now (laughs) but no it's um it's been a lot of fun uh Looking forward to tonight. You guys, hopefully, you guys know what we're talking about when we're talking about this right now. But yeah, no, it'll be fun. It'll be a shit show, but it'll be fun. Uh, and it'll just be fun to keep it going. Like this is it's not gonna be just one night or whatever. So we'll get back to that. And uh yeah, it's it's a great way just to I mean, even Bruins play tonight again, but um it'll be a great way to in the future kill kill time till uh the bruins are back on like uh, we obviously won't be playing when the bruin we'll try to avoid playing when the bruins play obviously mm-hmm. but tonight um, was a scheduling conflict it was supposed yeah. to be tuesday but we had other plans yep yep and um yeah so i'm looking forward to that that's going to be a lot of fun it's been uh as far as hockey content there's been it's been a good and bad week for hockey um as for the Bruins, it's been it's been a good since we last talked. Pretty pretty good, I would say. I I, I know that's like glass half full mentality, which is kind of odd after last night's game of get versus the Carolina Hurricanes, where uh, that was madness. We'll get to that, but uh, went to the women's finals bean pot Tuesday night. Uh that was that holy shit. The it was the first time they had a TD Garden. Uh, that place was rocking. Like mm-hmm. the first game, obviously, it, throughout the game, uh, BC versus Harvard. Uh, Harvard beat BC in a shootout. Both games went to overtime too, which was pretty cool. And uh, as the game went on, as the first game went on, that started at five. You could see it starting to get busy, uh, more filled. And then uh, by the time the second game had started, uh, Northeastern versus BU, 
uh, it, it was the place. The lower bowl was fucking packed, and then oh, they yeah. even had to they had to open up the three hundreds, and I think it filled up three and a half sections up there. Holy so, shit! I mean, I, and this is the first year of it, so I can only imagine next year. Bums in seats, and not only that, all the suites were filled up too. So oh like yeah. That, so there are big groups in there too. So like your yeah, your videos looked electric when you were sending us. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was honestly that championship game was probably one of the best games I've seen in a while. Yeah, like, I caught that I caught a bit of it. Um what's it called? I caught a bit of bit, bit of the second game, but um who'd you go with again? Uh Greg and Catherine. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I yeah. So, yeah, and that was Greg's idea. I appreciate the invite because yeah, shout out I to would've... my teammate. <laughs> I know I hate that he has to be an enemy tonight because I love Greg. But mm. um, no, it, it was it was a lot of fun, dude. Like it, and Greg got some fucking sick pictures. Androids still fucking suck, and I nope, stand by never. that. But he uh, he it's got my some dog. sick pictures, <laughs> and uh, I, I he posted some of them. If you haven't checked, yeah, them out, I saw they're sick. Funny. Yeah, dude, it, it was it was unreal. Some of the pictures he got, but man, it was it was intense game. Bu tied it up late, went into overtime, two uh, one game, two one win for the Huskies. It was fucking electric, though. I'm really like, <clears throat> I'm really looking forward to them doing that again next year. Yeah. And I'm hoping next year they do both rounds at TD Garden <laughs> rather than the first round at Harvard and then the second round at uh, at TD Garden. So it was it was electric though. Like you could tell. Like even though Northeastern's the, uh, the better team than uh, or better team than um, uh, BU, mm-hmm. it was like like BU wanted it bad and like they the they yeah they were giving Northeastern everything they got. But the uh, the Huskies have a stud in net. She I mean I thought she, I was convinced she was going to get a shutout. Her save percentage and goals against her goals against average. Is like one point four one or something like this. Jesus. Year. Yeah. So she'll be in the PWHL next year without. Oh a yeah. yeah. She'll, she'll be a top pick. Holy fuck! And, and she's sick. a righty too, so it throws a lot of people off. But yeah, so a lot of a lot of good talent out there. Pretty cool to see such a big turnout, and obviously a lot of those players will probably be in the PWHL pretty soon. Mm-hmm. But no, that, that was awesome. And then um. Obviously, the Bruins this week, the past week. I mean, dating back to last Thursday, we recorded before the Avs game. Oh, yeah, I got to see Don and Leanna. I, I saw them at the – I went to the game with them. Awesome mm. to see them. We had some pretty good seats. Got to see uh, – oh, Pasta Hattrick. Yeah. Pasta Hattrick. That was fucking awesome. It was, it was pretty cool to see how jacked up Don and Leanne got to. And the seats were the seats were awesome. The garden was rocking. Was that the they, Colorado game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. They both went to the Saturday game too against um against Montreal. Uh, the, the, what yeah, a game. The, dude, I'm so glad that cuz they weren't going to. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad they went because holy shit, man. What a shit pumping that was. What was the final 9 to 4? 9 fucking 4, yeah. Baseball score. Yeah, holy fuck, man. <laughs> the it fucking was, touch really the Heine Hattie. Oh yeah, back-to-back Hatties. Mm-hmm. So well for Bruins players, and then yeah. we almost saw a hat trick last night against the Hurricanes, but not just quite. The refs had money on the game. No, I shouldn't say that probably, but <laughs> no, just an Did awesome. Did you see Shane game. Pinto came back and scored in his first goal game? 
No shit, really? Yeah, and it was like, and the boys were hyped for him, too. You could tell. And supposedly he's going to be a trade piece for them, too. Oh, dude, I think send, him, wild. send him this way. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, but no, it was um good week of hockey. Bad news in hockey going on. Uh, we'll touch on that uh, later on in the episode mm-hmm. after Bobby's Corner. So uh, before we get to Bobby's Corner, we'll touch on this past week of games. My biggest thing it was seeing Swayman uh, step between the pipes uh, Thursday night against the Colorado Avalanche, a team that he had previously lost to. And he had some pretty cool comments after the game saying how they don't like to lose to teams twice. It was nice to see uh, the guys play Bruins hockey, and it was, man. I mean, other than the second period was iffy, but that first period, they like they were suffocating the Avs. Like they, oh, yeah. the Avs had no response. I mean, Pasta yeah. scored first shot of the game. Yeah, um, that and, was a nice little disguise too. He put on that shot. Yeah, it looked like yeah. he was going low, and he fucking flinged it. Dude, I, I love how deceiving he can be with shooting the puck. Sometimes it's. He tries like it looks like he just tries all these different techniques, really. It, it like how he does in the shootout too, right? So he's pl- he's putting a soccer spin on it. Sorry, bad time to eat a chip right now. But <laughs> <laughs> fucking um, scumbag. <laughs> but no, they other than the second period, but the first and third man, it was dominant hockey. I mm-hmm. I, I like the effort. All 60 minutes. Obviously, the second period could have been better, but like I was obviously very happy with the outcome of the game and just seeing how players responded and how everyone. It was a nice played. playoff game. Oh, yeah. Because Colorado, one of the hottest teams in the league right now, as well, to get your revenge on them, that was pretty nice mm-hmm. because that was a close game in Colorado. What was the. They lost that one in the shootout, right? Yeah, 3 2. That was, and obviously that's one that Swayman wants to get back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does. He obviously doesn't like losing. No one likes losing, but uh, Swayman's a different beast right there. But no, that was, and then Montreal. Not much to say about that game. They just mollywopped them, like oh, fucking yeah. spanked them. And then Monday, who's Monday? Winnipeg. Winnie. So that those are my like to see and then to also see swayman get in net bless you to see swayman get in that monday against the winnipeg jets again Mm -hmm. and uh one of the hottest teams in the league they have or they they did at one point have the best record uh but they're they're right there with everyone uh, they've. I mean, last time you played them, you just you couldn't get anything going. Last time, that was that was one of the more complete games that I saw the Bruins play this year. Yeah, yeah. that was just like a run them up, fill them in, shut them down type of game. And I and I know great goaltending. Like as of right now, Swayman's got the edge in that for the playoffs for me. Yeah, and I was. Oh yeah, for the playoffs for sure. And I honestly, Olmark looks kind of hurt still. Yeah. Like if we're talking about last really night, or he, it, yeah, because I was surprised he got the start. I thought Olmark would have got the start in in Ottawa against a lesser team, and I mm-hmm. thought Swayman would because he's the hot tender right now. Like, especially with the know. injury, and you know the Hurricanes get up when they like when they see Olmark does up. not play good against them either. Yeah, I know they have his fucking number. Unfortunately, like it's that one team, like. It's their bot, like it's the 
it's the Boston Bruins for Reimer, if that makes sense. Like Allmark just can't stop. Yeah, like he he played good last night. It's just like two leaky goals, like real leaky. Yeah, no, he he played solid last night. Uh, that third goal though, I mean, that's on everyone there. Bruins got mm-hmm. caught sleeping. Bruins got caught sleeping, and and uh, Omar got caught sleeping too. I mean, you let Martin Hook fucking score basically from yeah. like a weak little wrist shot from there, and that felt know. like a playoff game you lose yeah. last night. You know what I mean? Like the Colorado and Winni- Winnipeg felt like playoff wins, and then that Carolina game felt like a playoff loss. Like you were there, you just couldn't get anything going, and the pucks bouncing around. Your goalie lets a leaky one in. Like it yeah, just, it just. <laughs> but if you look at that nice. as the series, you're up two to one in the series. Well, technically three to one if you take the Montreal game, but I'm not putting them in there because they're not a playoff yeah. team in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, they're not looking at as like a playoff like game, but. It's not a bad way to look at it, though, if you're looking at the yeah, season like, series the, and stuff the, the like that. The thing is, though, is as like last night was by far probably the worst refing <laughs> I've seen all season. Mm-hmm. It may be in my lifetime. I, I'd have to think back a little bit more. Just but you know, more recently, that was by far the worst game I've ever seen officiated. Um, I mean, it it was so fucking bad, but you can't bl- like, yes, the refs missed a lot of calls, but at the same time, the Bruins were shooting themselves in the foot. They weren't really helping themselves out. They were really struggling on the power play last night and they didn't really make adjustments with it. And that was probably one of the more frustrating things. And then just like seeing some players like I, are there any forward defenders out there? Like there, there can't be at this point, right? He, dude, there. He's rusty. That's their, that's their defense right now. He's rusty. Well, guess what? Walderspoon's just better. So, you know what I mean? Well, like it's like there's, there's being rusty, but then there's being rusty and slow as fuck. I mean, that's what like, I mean. Like two power play to, Like to, I'm not putting def- last night's game sorry. on Allmark. No, sorry, no. I was just saying I'm not putting last night's game on Allmark. I thought Allmark no, actually yeah. played pretty good. And to, and like to the to the forward defenders, he was like this before. You just had your blinders on because yeah, he's really good at killing penalties. Like I've said on this podcast before, why can't Forbert play five on five like he's killing a penalty? He'd be one of the best shutdown defensemen in the fucking league all around. Yeah, but he hasn't even been good killing penalties the, since he came back. It's the flight of foot thing. That's the problem. It's like you said before, like he's slowing down. Guys that big that play the style he plays, eventually you slow down. And like if you can get the same thing out of Walderspoon, what are we doing here? And also all his injuries as a like his last few injuries have They're all just been gonna keep, body. Yeah. So. Like that's why like some team like Arizona is gonna give him a three times three again in the summer. You know what I mean? And and he probably won't even play out that contract. I hate saying that, but like a big guy like him who's been blocking shots like he has for playoff contenders for years now, like your body eventually gives up on you. No, yeah. Like that's he's a big fella, dude. What yeah, what he plays, man, is it's such a tough, tough, tough role. Holy fuck, Boosie. Learn how mm-hmm. to talk. It's such a tough role, man. I mean it's paid to eat pucks. In front of a goalie who's wearing full equipment. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm trying to look up his uh, life stat, not life stats, but career stats. It's life stats. Life stats. How many kills does he have? Well, we know Dar- 
yeah, somebody tried to come at me in my like where the because someone posted Wotherspoon's um analytics, and I was like, just want to talk to my Forbert defenders for a second or something like that. <laughs> and one of the comments underneath was, yeah, but Forbert has Darla one dash zero and then i hit him back with i don't know who it was sorry but i hit them back with the yeah but <laughs> Walderspoon has this stat for him and it was like the analytics thing where it's like dog in him a hundred percent yeah <laughs> so he has a dog it's just inside of him and that's how we got to look at this Walderspoon thing like don't you want lori back up like i would trade I oh would, man and grizzik's been having a rough game too but yeah sorry that's just i would me. Yeah, like I would attack. I, I, I don't know. I guess you do nothing, but if I could get rid of that contract for Forbert, I would just because, like, or you know what? Just keep him as your fucking seventh defenseman. If he's yeah, not, I'd lineup, rather keep I really him over don't give a shit. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, because Grizzly, I see obviously there's similarities in Grizzly and Lorai's game. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously. You know, there there are like Grizzly does some things different, uh, better, but I, I just I haven't seen. Would you? Enough. What's that? I know we weren't gonna talk about trade talk, but a real quick one. If you're fucking Boston, uh, you know Edmonton has that young Swedish defenseman Broberg, who's still like a year or two away. It'd be a good bottom pairing guy eventually for Laura Lindholm Broberg. Would you try and trade Grizzly to see if they'd take a flight? Like Edmonton would take a fly. Edmonton needs defensemen. I don't know how to if it works money wise. Yeah, I, I haven't looked at any of this. I mean, I, like, would you take a swap for a younger project defenseman? Because you need, yeah, def- like you do need the depth. No, you, you definitely need the depth, especially defensively, because. I mean, after Laura and Watherspoon, what's it really looking like? And Watherspoon's just been a nice surprise this season. <laughs> And is he capable of keeping this up too? Uh, he's been phenomenal so far this mm-hmm. season, and it sucks when he's not in the lineup. Like he should be in the lineup over Forbert right now, but Forbert has that contract, so it's mm-hmm. I don't know, man. The like that's one of the more frustrating things is obviously these contracts come into play. But I mean, you're starting to see you you're starting to see um, the wear and tear on a guy like Forbert. I mean, going back to like. He made his any. He played obviously after college. He played uh, three years in the AHL or two and a half years really in the AHL. Made his debut in fifteen sixteen with the LA Kings, but got sent back down. Uh, then he did three, four, five, five full five full seasons between LA Flames and Jets. Last year he only played. Those are heavy games. minutes and pucks to take out on the West Coast too. L.A., Winnipeg, and Calgary, like you're getting peppered with shots. Um, like they're playing meaningful games, is what I'm saying. I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's always played an important role since coming into the league. He's he's always been the PK guy. So, I mean, and that's the thing. Like they, the Bruins thought it was going to work with McAvoy because it worked with Pionk and Forbert in um, Winnipeg, but Pionk plays more like Clifton and Shattenkirk. And like you see Forbert's decent with Shattenkirk and he was actually really good with Clifton last year. It makes no sense how that fucking pairing worked, but it worked last year for some fucking reason. And we rolled with it. But like, that's my thing. Like, like I just, 
this is another thing too. If this is a bridge year on a cup contending team, like Forbert's not your guy. So like maybe just roll with the punches. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just sick of him being in the lineup over Walderspoon. I'm no, glad Walderspoon didn't get too. sent down though. Yeah, to I'm glad keep that Forbert contract. Yeah, like, that's bullshit. Like it sucks. Uh, like I would just like the cap space in a full team, honestly. You know what I mean? Like I, I just hate like being up against the cap so much and almost not wanting a player to get injured, but like for cap reasons, you're kind of like, oh, we, you know, you need a little bit of relief here. Yeah, you you need the relief, and the problem is, like it was nice say, when Forbert was out. Sorry. No, it it was like sorry, but I fucking <laughs> if if you have to give up one of your pieces, whether it's Grizzly or Forbert, I mean, it's the contracts are almost similar. Um, you know, money's a little you, bit off, but you open up more with Grizzly. Like, you like you money. have you have two players that are younger and cheaper that are capable of doing of what they're doing right now. And I and I understand though, not wanting too many young guys on the back end. Yeah, I get that. And like, because yeah, you want to go. I mean, Watherspoon's not that young, but he is technically a rookie this year, so the inexperience is there. Um, yeah, rebuttal. I mean, Lorai has. Uh, I mean, he's like this is going to be his first full like professional season, right? He only played because he, he signed last year, or or was it the year before? He hasn't played a full pro season yet, I don't think. Yeah, so this is his first pro season. So is he capable of 82-plus games? Like, that's yeah. that's asking a lot. But you have guys like Grizzly and Forbert. Who yeah, he played in... five games last year. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, yeah. So this Dude, is he's a half a point. Season. He's over a half a point player in the AHL, which is pretty good for a defenseman. That goal he got when he went back oh. down. That was his first goal of the year in Providence. How annoyed were you? Actually, speaking of, how annoyed were you to see Beecher get sent down? Very, because what is Boquist doing? Nothing. And that makes me think like either Lauco or Boquist or one of these guys still up in the lineup is will be if there is a trade will be packaged with a D. I think. Yeah, because like showcase for like Boquist. Yeah, because like yeah, okay, Boquist is all right. He's a fringe NHL player, but like. You just took out your second best face-off guy and a left-handed face-off guy to add at that. First, like, who's, like, Freddie's not good in the draw. I mean, it's been proven. Patra struggled at times. Geeky's all right. But, like, now you have two guys in Zaka and Coyle. You know what I mean? Like, that that can really. Yeah, and, like, dude, Zaka has the best face-off percentage in the the team. You know what I mean? So it's, like, it's. It, I, I I don't agree with the move at all. I don't think Beecher's done enough to get sent down, and I do think it was a hundred percent an asset move to not lose somebody through the way. No, I yeah, it's because it's tight right now. It sucks for guys like Laura and Beecher. They're they're the on man out because of it. Um, I wonder if they and- told them like, hey. You just this was like you guys weren't supposed to make the roster this year. We're happy with what you're doing. Keep to keep crushing it. You know what I mean? Like, I hope that was the message going back down. And they both scored the first game, so it must have been. But also, I don't necessarily fully believe that though, because maybe, maybe with like Lori, but looking at the line or looking at the contracts and the players you have going into training camp this year, and how many, how. How long Beecher's already been in the minors for? 
former first round pick. When are you going to see the youth? So I, I think they told him that he had a legitimate shot to make the team and they gave him a leg- legitimate shot to make the team. And the shitty thing is it's, and he's worked out really well, but the shitty thing is, is his contract does him no favors. And yeah. that's what sucks because of his contract. He's the odd man out and he gets fucked when he should, when he should be centering that fourth line right now, or at least playing wing on it, whatever. But Bovquist isn't the answer. He played some good hockey for a little bit when he got called back up. And if he's going to be showcased, that's fine. But I need the trade deadline to come sooner rather than later because mm-hmm. I can't have Bolquist up here till March eighth. Like fuck yeah. that. And I don't it think make sense for your lineup. It, it doesn't, and I don't think Laukou's a guy. Like I really like what they've done with that third line with him, uh, Kiki and Frederick. Like that's that's a good line. It's been working. Uh, I don't think he's a guy that gets traded at the trade deadline just because his contract's too good to pass up mm-hmm. on, right? And he's he's starting to get hot. He's he's starting to find his game. Like you could tell when he scored that first goal. Was it just last week, right? And uh, when he scored that first goal, it was like, all right, monkey off the back. And it, it, you could see his confidence going up. And I I like his game because he draws penalties. And mm-hmm. dude, his winning percentage hard. as a player is insane. Yeah. Oh my god, I know. It's like, it like point seven. It's, yeah, it's like up with Monty's. To be honest, I think it's like a hundred off Monty. Like it was like you know how it's like point percentage is like point like Monty's was like point eight hundred his like winning percentage or something Jesus. like that as a coach for the Bruins. And I'm pretty sure Lauko's was like point seven hundred something. Yeah, I remember seeing the stat line. I just I I forget what it was. I I, I it was like seven twenty one. It, it was in the seven hundred like the. It was in the 700s, but no, it's you can't. I like him in the lineup too much. Um, I thought him and I thought Steen had a great game last night, drawing a few penalties or a penalty in a key moment of the game. But going back to the ref, the officiating last night, Bruins had a power play. They're at least, at least that last power play they had, there were at least two penalties. At least two penalties. Coyle getting hooked uh, and DeBrus oh, yeah. getting boarded. And how many boarding calls did they miss last night? Holy Dude, it was shit, bad. Man. It was and bad. The, yeah, and like it, it, it's just not safe, man. And then it creates a shit show within the game. Like I don't know, man. It just and because you know if roles were reversed and they missed that many calls on the Hurricanes. You know that crybaby fucking bitch of a coach would be fucking bawling his goddamn eyes out right now, dude. Yeah, like he's like I like him as a coach, but he is so insufferable when it comes. Like, how much money? How much money has uh, like he been fined so far? Yeah, pretty sure like fifty thousand, twenty five k each one. I'm pretty sure one in the playoffs against us. I know for sure, and I think there was another one. But yeah, after the one in the playoffs, they like freaking got handed the series by the refs essentially. But we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, fucking Rob Crymore over there, fucking oh, Rob Crymore, yeah. Rod, Rod the Bod Crymore. I like yeah. that Crymore. Yeah. He's a specimen, but a baby. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't. You. Can't I love the way he played and cry them. Yeah, and the way yeah. he played too. You can't. The way he played. The just how fucking yoked he still is. Yeah. You can't be on the bench crying all the time. Still, 
I mean, I don't. Granted, Why'd you do crying last night, but like that, like if yeah. you if they were if they were on, I don't care if they were up eight to three, and like if the Hurricanes were up eight to three and they had a power play and there were at least two missed calls on the same power play to go to make it a five on three, you know he would have made comments in the press. He he would have oh, been yeah. he would have been crying. Um, he would have been crying uh, on the bench. TNT would have zoomed in on that. That would have been a beautiful look. But it's I think in those TNT games, he doesn't say shit anymore either. Because there was that one game they were getting crushed, I think, against Edmonton. It was like five nothing in the first. And the whole mid-game interview, he was just trying not to be like, fuck. <laughs> and like you could just tell he was like trying to reel it in because he's like, it's five nothing seven minutes into the first what do you want me to fucking say right now like yeah even darren pang was like thanks for doing this interview i know it's tough and he just walked away <laughs> <laughs> no nah, last night's game man it was so fucking frustrating though holy yeah. shit i just but you you five wins in a game. row coming into that i'm, I'm yeah like you were fine. starting to get hot uh you came down from being two down to nothing in in the third period the only thing that sucks is like Spencer Martin, man. He was just, he was on waivers what a week or two ago, dude. He's one of those goalies that's just a Bruins killer. He just plays so good against us. I don't get it. He played. Yeah, and- he was in Columbus earlier this year and got a win against us. Yeah, that's right. He's uh he slashed um, pasta this season. Remember? That? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Slash. Yeah. No, but I mean, pasta yeah, sneaked heard- in again last night too. I heard Spencer Spencer Martin's a DM. Uh, what's it called? What's it called? Like a DM lingerer and females on um, hockey uh, Twitter. Creeper. Yeah, creeper. There we go. Oh boy. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard he's a real DM slinger. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that dog in him, I guess. <laughs> on not goalies, the kind, man, they're fucking. Not weird. the kind of dog you want to be, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> That get last night's game just oh, so fucking annoying. It's just like I want some like the, the officiating it like in general this season has been, been probably some shit. of the worst we've seen. It. I mean, dude, all three of those officials that. looked like they were like twenty two, or all four. Sorry, they looked so young. I didn't see them. Yeah, oh, the one. The one in Marshawn were in a yelling match, and I was like, Marshawn looks like like he could be his fucking dad, essentially. <laughs> like I was like, what's going on here? Like, let's get some vets back. But it's a it's a tough industry, like that no one wants to do it. Oh yeah, dude. There's such a shortage right now. I, mm-hmm. I got a buddy who uh referees and he's been doing D1 club hockey up here because no one wants to do it because everyone's fucking lunatics. So he's just getting paid cash under the table. He gets a shit ton of game. Like I think it's like three or four hundred bucks to officiate one of those games. Yeah. So like cash under the table. Like same up here, um, dude. They they'll like they'll make cash under the table and they'll go work for four hours and make like five hundred bucks. And, and I and they're I'll, just watching I, hockey, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. I I will never referee. Like I, I used um, to. It's brutal. I play beer league with some guys who like will ref in other beer leagues and like they, I, I don't know how they do it because like, yeah, I mean, granted the league I play in now is pretty calm. 
which is why I like the league a lot. There are some fucking cocksuckers out there, but yeah, uh, they get the boot pretty quick or they get dealt with pretty quick. But just like man, some of the bullshit. Like there, there are some grade A fucking lunatics out there, and it's just oh, yeah. like you don't get paid enough to do that bullshit. Like I don't know, man. It's it, <laughs> it's brutal. So I can't imagine there will be like I can't see it getting better. Is what I'm saying because it's slim pickings out there for them to find any kind of uh, officiating talent. Oh, yeah. uh, who's going to want to do that when you get like? And of course, yesterday only in Boston puts out a tweet saying like it's a fifty dollar fine if you curse at an official or whatever. And it's like, of course, of all days to tweet that. It, I was in the house for some of the worst officiating ever. Like, yeah. Even Bridget was getting so fucking worked up. I thought she was gonna go into labor. Like, she <laughs> was, like she was getting worked up. Yeah. It was it was absurd, but no, it was um. This is what it is. You can't win them all. Uh, once they tied it up two two, I was hoping for a little overtime. At least get a point. I I saw that whole play happen too when they score. I'm like, I forget who it was at the blue line fell asleep they got like there was a middle of a line change too and then martin hook next thing you know a little breakaway oh yeah um and when i once i saw him release the shot though where he shot it from i'm like oh okay save yeah like right away i'm like how and then of course it went in it's like how do you let that in man it wasn't a hard shot it's a quick little snapshot i know it trickled in but like it, he was far enough out man like you got you had that's an all mark man you gotta save that but that one but at the same time, he shouldn't have been in that position. So no, first one, yeah. you, he was screened, couldn't see. They were just letting whoever just chill in front of the net, do whatever the fuck he wanted to. I mean, Jesus Christ, he could have gave Allmark a fucking rub and tug and turn around in time to still screen him. Like it, it was, I don't know. They got to smart. They got to be better in their own zone. Like they oh, really yeah. struggled in their own zone this year. Fine. Yeah, needs to tighten it up a bit. It's almost like they lost a Hall of Fame fucking uh, <laughs> for a Hall for of Fame a, uh, defensive forward <laughs> for a team for a team that uh, that like started off so hot on the PK. They've really been struggling as late. It feels like I mean, man. When I say really struggling as late, it, compared to what we're used to, not mm-hmm. not dog shit bottom of the league like some of these other trash bag teams but like (laughs) it's not bruins pk like we're used to seeing right yeah the power play is kind of falling off a cliff again Um, yeah they 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 had no answer for carolina last night they could not figure out the power play i was hoping to see some in-game adjustments for that but there wasn't yeah i don't know man like i just I liked Freddie with um, Coyle and Marshawn. That line looked good yesterday. Yeah. Was that yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, he got a few ships. Sh- and few then Debrus, Saka, and um, Pasternak was also a nice line. I don't know why those aren't like. I'd, those uh, should be the lines, I feel like, for right I now. Know. Because, I don't know. I like, like the JVR bet. Get JVR back with fucking Patra. I like them together. Yeah. No, I, I did too. A bit. Uh, them two and geeky. I, I really like those three together. Uh, I I like I like JD back on his left side. Mm-hmm. And, Dude, he's just uh, been a dog. 
JD. Like it, it, oh it, my he, God, man. It, every year around Christmas, he just fucking last year. I feel like he felt the pressure to like step up. And like this year, I feel like, you know, it's contract negotiations. You're going into it, you know, it's hit or miss if you're going to have a good season or not. And I feel like like after the benching and like uh, then he kind of picked up his play and lulled a bit. And then right around Christmas every year, he just gets so fucking hot. I think it's like going home. Honestly, man, the best for, I think that for him, the best thing for his career is to get back to Edmonton and play with McDavid. I'm just going to be honest. Every year he goes home to Christmas at Edmonton and he comes back yeah. a new man. That's that's different though. Can you imagine he he wanted out when um when Cassidy was here. Can you yeah, imagine they, him they have in an the OHL Canadian coach. market? Yeah, Canadian yeah, market might Canadian so. I can't imagine him in a Canadian market. I feel like he would struggle. I'm like I love Jake yeah, DeBrock, I, I but I feel that. like he, he's just a head case. He gets in his head a little uh way too easily and uh, like then I think that's a big part of why he's such a streaky player. Like he's well, been he, that way going all the way back to fucking peewees. Well, like, he should be going back home to Edmonton, Canadian Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then around the all-star break, just so he's fucking going yeah. the whole season. Cause it's just seems like, like I think last year was the, was it the siblings trip or no dad's Sibling. trip? One, one of the two, he dad's got so fucking year. hot. Did they so not do one last year? I, no, last year was just the siblings. Okay. So he got hot around Christmas and then hot again around the siblings trip. Because I remember him dancing around in Nashville. We saw those videos. And I'm like, oh, thank God DeBrus, like having fun off the ice too. And he's like, you know, getting to fucking enjoy it. But I don't know, man. It's just there's some correlation with him like getting to see his dad and playing better after that, which makes sense. You know, we all like, yeah. you know love our parents and he was gifted great opportunities and great genetics from his father so i don't see why you know he'd hate seeing him but it just i don't know just funny that every year around christmas he goes home and he comes back just like a fucking dog out there yeah that and that's how it works no i know it's but he's been figuring out as of lately i've i mean Lindholm now too. that he, now that he's produced dude some of the passes i mean that pass he had to oh pasta against Colorado. That mm. like no look like that Dude, was fucking sexy. The one I, he had to Zaka Saturday oh. for Zaka's one hundredth career NHL goal. He's fucking just beautiful. Dude, he's like a he's he's a power forward that can score. It's fucking crazy. He would like he came in the league a sniper who couldn't put a pass together, and now he's this like two-way power forward that can snipe like he's he that's why i don't get people like upset about re-signing debrusque um because it's like this guy's the total package when he's on and yeah he can be streaky at time but when this kid's on he's fucking on dude and like monty even said in his recent presser like he thinks this is the best jd has he's ever seen jake debrusque play including last year like the stretch of hockey he's been on right now and like from what i've heard from people is uh the bruins and him are in contract talks they have they are close like they they're, they're They've handshaked agree agreement on a number. It's now just trying to figure out uh, bonuses and you know trades. Um, what's that called? Trade uh, clauses and things like that. So it, I, I'm fairly confident Tabrus is going to be re-signed this season from everything I've heard, and I couldn't be happier about it because you're getting an all over like he can play 
in the top nine, but top six, like was where he um, thrives. But he can play the top nine, making decent money, putting up twenty to twenty. 20 to 30 goals a year, essentially, from his past. And it's like, why wouldn't you lock that guy up, especially with the free agents that are coming up this year and next? They don't look great. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Like, I don't really, I'm not a big fan of this free agent class out there right now. If he reaches free agency, I feel like he'll, he might outprice himself or he could probably, he could probably get more from, there's some team dumb enough to give him seven, I feel like, but. Especially a team no, like I, Anaheim trying to like make a you know build a culture oh, or some shit. They have so yeah. much cap space. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I don't think Sweeney or anyone in the Bruins front office wants to lose out on DeBrusque because when you do, then that the 2015 draft is officially. Yeah, you and know, like it, it already is what it is. I mean, I know you got Carlo in that 2015 draft too, but uh, like. I mean, just looking at stats, like even going back to last Thursday, one and one against Colorado, one and one against Montreal, a goal against Winnipeg. Yeah. Last night was not his best game. Um, Jeez, I have him on my fantasy team, and I've been waiting for this, Jake DeBrus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I've held on to him for so long. I was like, it's oh, he almost got off, dropped yeah. for Fantilli a couple times. But like for the lackluster start he had, he's on pace for fifty points. Okay. That's fucking fine with me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that's pretty fucking good for, like, I'd say the, the first 20 games, horrible stats. The oh, next yeah. 20, whatever, 26, like, on um, he's almost, essentially almost put up fucking 25 points in 26 games. Like, what, he had four points in his first 20 games or something like that? Yeah, so imagine if you played a complete season, how how well he'd be playing right now. Like it. Yeah, he would have priced himself out of Boston essentially. <laughs> like he could have yeah. been looking for if if he if he came into the season how he uh, ended last season, he could have been looking at seven million easy. Oh yeah, easy, no questions asked. Kind of kind of lucky he got off to a slow start contract. Yeah, us, it's, it's worked out for the Bruins. Obviously, it's not ideal yeah it's not ideal to see that happening but it, like it, as far as contract extensions uh extension talk it, it worked out pretty well but obviously you want to say i mean if he can sign the extension and then get hot kind of like what zaka did last year fuck yeah like sign me the fuck up yeah but and like what are you gonna th- go through all your money at reinhardt who's essentially gonna sign with florida because there's no state tax he can sign for like six million and still make as much as fucking a uh, mcavoy in like the way that it all gets broken down after taxes and stuff so like okay reinhardt it to me is out of the question where you're gonna hang up and hope that dubis fucks up this gensel situation this guy signed Marner to a contract he should have never even touched just so he doesn't lose him. You know what I and mean? I, like, and, yeah. I don't see Gensel going anywhere with Crosby there. I if, no. if 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 Gensel's going somewhere, they're getting a return for him at the deadline. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. There's no, no way I, Dubis fucks that up. No, you you can't, dude. No. If you're if you're the new GM of the team, you He's go the only Toronto. asset. Yeah, like that's that's your only yeah, like you can't. I mean, I I get it. Like, I feel like as as long as you have Crosby, like you have to go for it. Mm-hmm. 
So and like from everything everybody's heard, Crosby's finishing his contract and going to Colorado or Montreal. So <laughs> like you got two years to figure this out with Crosby. What are you gonna sign Gensel to a two-year deal? Probably not. But like if he's not a part of your future, you're not gonna trade him to the Boston Bruins for Lysel. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you're gonna no. want to fucking haul for him. He's a legit top six winger. And yeah. probably the best piece on the deadline, to be honest. Now yeah, that Nylander's gone. If he reaches free agency, he'll be the guy and he'll easily get at least 10. Someone will pay him at least 10. Maybe mm. I, I don't see 11. It's teams but like 10, Anaheim 10, and yeah. fucking Chicago that need players to play with these young guys will fucking pay these guys whatever. I know. So, like, they just gave Felino $4 million for two more years and Mrazic. Same deal. That's uh, yeah, like I feel like the second year of Felino's contract, they could be regretting that just because I feel like they might Bedard couldn't bring them to the playoffs somehow. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, they, they might be competitive again, yeah. like at that point. So it's like now you're stuck with four million and a guy who can barely move at that point. I mean, what is he 35 right now? 30, 35, 36. Yeah. He scored last night. I was watching that game on TNT. I mean, he's still, they, he's they still got, having a good season, though. They got dusted by S- Seattle 6-2 last night after the Bruins Dude, game. How about how about what happened in uh, the Arizona-Pittsburgh Oh, game my God. Night? What up, Gino oh, Malkin? Yeah. Like you, dude, you can just – I'm so shocked Latang re-signed. Like, he looks like he's just miserable there. You know what I mean? Like, I know – it's the only place he's ever like known and lived other than fucking like Montreal. Cause like he played in the QWHL, but like, I'm just like seeing his look on his face when he passed that to Malkin and it went in the net. I was like, Lick Tang regrets this contract. I swear to God. And the fact that like, uh, what's his name? Holy shit. What's his fucking name? Name. Uh, Malkin. Malkin made like, little to no effort to get that puck again. Like he missed the initial pass. That was stupid of him. But like, like what? I, he just made no effort. He, he like gave no. up. I don't know. That's that awesome. It happened at the mullet too. That part was fucking awesome. I love that. Yeah. The place must've been electric. Uh, it was uh, probably lit. Oh yeah. Um, You want to shoot over to Bobby's corner? Do yeah, stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I actually, I, I know I told myself I'm going to start trying to listen to them beforehand, and he actually sent it pretty early yesterday too, which threw me off a lot. I did not obviously listen to it again this week, but I will listen while you guys listen, and you guys won't be disappointed, neither will we. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, enjoy Bobo's Corner. From the beaches of Winnipeg. Under the palm trees of the West End, it's Bobby Baruski! What is going on, folks? And welcome to another edition of Bobby's Corner, probably brought to you by Primetime Productions and Only Bruins. How we feeling out there? Happy Friday. It's show day for me, and it's the weekend for you. What's up, baby girl? How you doing? You feeling good? Look at that stretch. Hey, look at that belly. Look at that belly. Barb's excited. What a wild week, hey? What a wild week of games. 
I'm recording this pre-Carolina hurricane, so hopefully it turned out okay. I uh, got my fingers crossed. I have enjoyed the kind of lead up to this because you all really hate the Canes. And, I, you know, they're not my favorites. They're far from it. I do enjoy the rivalry. But you know what? No one really, no one really talks about that in the league. I heard a, a radio bit here because Winnipeg's playing Toronto tonight too where they're really pumping the Winnipeg-Toronto rivalry, which I think is one-sided, by the way. I don't think Toronto acknowledges Winnipeg Jets fans' existence, to be honest with you. There's just another team that rolls through the building. At the end of the day, that's all it is. Toronto has their rivals. We all know who their rivals are. They don't care about Winnipeg. Carolina, now that they're good and they've been a contender for years... That's a game you always circle, and they're always electric for both sides. Things are said. Compliments are not fucking being tossed around. Always a great game. A lot of respect. And when it's all said and done, years from now, we're going to look back, and there'll be a lot of stories from both sides, man. A lot of stories. We've won some series. They've won some series. Hopefully, we both get our names on the cup, though, the next few years. Excited for the game. I will hopefully watch most of it, but I'm going to see a show tonight. I'm seeing one of my favorite artists, Brian Webb, tonight, so good chance I might have to watch it off the phone as well. So we'll see how that goes. I do want to talk a little bit about the games because I've been waiting for a shellacking for a long time now, and we finally got one, and it was against our most bitter rival, the Montreal Canadiens. They scored not one, not two, but nine goals. Had to watch it with my brother because we was celebrating his birthday. He's a Canadians guy, so it was awesome. I didn't rub it in too much, but you know where I did rub it in? Monday night, TDG, we had the Winnipeg Jets coming through. All weekend and the week leading up to that, I had Jets fans dropping by the shop and being like, we're coming, we're coming. I'm like, come, come to the building. We're here, it's open. Come and come do the thing. If you can do it again, I think you'll all be legit. And it was the total polar opposite. Jets just got shut down. Now, by be fair, they were down two of the most important players as of late. They were Mark Shifley and Gabe Velarde were not in the lineup. My fantasy team has suffered because of it. But at the same time, you still had Morrissey, you still had Connor, you had Ehlers, Lowry was still throwing his weight around. So he's still a lot of talent on that team. The Mistakoff, very underrated and it's getting to the point where i thought maybe he was like their version of Hala, but he actually might be their Krejci, which is insane and you'll love to see it for winnipeg with that being said like i know i've been pounding the drum for a vancouver boston series and it's starting to pick up speed which i do like i'm seeing a few other people tweet about it which is sick i have joked for years about winnipeg and boston playing in the cup final and there have been a few seasons where it seemed like it'd be an absolutely unreal final. 2018 and 2019 being the two seasons where probably the best chances of those happening, specifically 2018. Especially with Blake Wheeler still being on the team. Just electric. Anyways, great game. You love to see it. Hellebuck. Probably going to win the Vesna, but Swayman's coming. Swayman's right behind him. And he's. So. I do want to touch up on what happened because we all woke up on the same planet on Wednesday. Like my pops Mad Max had said, the chickens had come home to roost. Whatever the fuck that means. Michael McLeod, 
Calfoot, Dylan Dubé, Alex Warmington, and Kyra Hart. If there were ever a time to, to breathe before you react, think before you tweet, double check the facts, get everything in line, now's the time. If there is ever a time to double down on believing in survivors, believing in women, standing behind survivors and standing behind women, now's the time. Because once you have all of those dots in order, show them no mercy. Show them no mercy. What those kids did was gutless, spineless, inexcusable and disgusting. And that poor individual that has to live the rest of their lives with that nightmare, replaying all the time. There is no settlement that can make up the inconvenience and the torture that they've lived through. There is no set amount of money or apologies from the players that can make up for that. So show them no mercy. And when they unfortunately do come back from all of this, because you know, uh, not all, maybe not all five of them, but at least two of them, when they do come back, boo them. Show them no mercy. Let them know that they're not welcomed in this fucking show. You know, hockey is fun. These rivalries are fun. The communities you, you meld with, the friends you make, some of them turn into family. They're awesome. But sometimes this sport is so ugly. And there just comes a time where you have to just kind of face up to the facts that it's just not the safest place for everybody. And what, when I say show no mercy, I mean, we're only a few weeks removed from the holiday season. How many kids in Philly and across the continent woke up, ripped off their wrapping paper, and found a Carter Hart jersey? How many of them put that jersey on, went to the ODR, went to the sidewalk with their friends, and they were just eating pucks and saving absolute game-saving fucking plays? How many of them imagine that they won the Stanley Cup? They're game seven. They're on the pond. They got the Carter Hart jersey on. And now their parents have to have that talk with them about sexual assault. Because what if some of them are as young as nine? That is just so heartbreaking for a child. Heartbreaking for the cities, heartbreaking for the organizations, heartbreaking for that young individual and their family and friends. So show them no mercy. None. And to the insiders, the beat, the beat writers, the folks that get paid to follow hockey and cover these teams, shame on you. Can't believe we're having this conversation again, yet here we are. You know, a good portion of them retweeted what the London police tweeted out when they asked for the five players to come back, essentially, essentially to turn themselves in. And then three minutes later, just rugged on the table and led with the Utah expansion. Ryan Smith and his agency wants Gary Bettman to move forward with the expansion process, which isn't even news, really. It's been the league's worst-kept secret. There was a one-hour podcast with it last year on 32 Thoughts. You wouldn't release that unless there was actually some real fire burning there. So, shame on you. Because Rick Westhead, once again, led the charge with his team. He's the one that worked day and night on the Kyle Beach case. Him and his team, of course. And as soon as that kind of got taken over by the courts and got ringed into that political system, 
he instantly, almost a week, not even a week later, started talking about this incident. This has been firing up for a while now. And did any of those insiders talk about it? Did the overdrive really make it a headline? Did you see it on Hockey Night in Canada? Did you see it on Sportsnet? Did Ron McLean touch up on it? No. They talked about Austin Matthews' contract that was expiring in three seasons. That's what they talked about. And you can say all you want, well, yeah, these guys have jobs to do. They have to cover this. Yeah, that's great. But do what Frank does and call them out on the timing of it. You can do your job while being accountable. That is a thing. But if you want to be a schmuck that's scared to bite the hand that feeds, you're not a journalist. You're a talking head. You're not an insider. You're a fucking tool. That's all you are. You know? Like, I was listening to Jeff Merrick, Jeff Merrick show and Elliot Freeman was on there. And they touched up a bit on the assault case and the announcement of the London police. Then led it into the Utah announcement. Elliot was quoted as saying... People didn't like the timing of the Utah announcement, and that's fine. And then moved on and talked about it. It's not fine, Elliot, and it's not fine, Jeff. It's not, because midway through the day, it was leaked out that the league had known about the London report, and they had known that London police were going to ask for them to come forward. So rather than announce the Utah expansion last week, they just waited to use it as a diversion. So no, it's not fine. It's awful. Now is the time to hold all kinds of people accountable. You can't just go around ignoring these crimes. It's not a good look for the game. So for those insiders, the ones that have someone else tie their tie and have someone else to dress them because Lord knows they can't do it themselves, show them no mercy either. Because that family, that young individual, they deserve better. They deserve better than what these insiders have dished out towards them. They haven't helped the case. They haven't helped the cause. Show them no mercy. And to the Utah, the Utah fans out there, I'm sorry, you deserve better because no matter how many walls you break down, how many glass ceilings you shatter, you'll always have the black eye of being the diversion from this assault case. This should be a beautiful thing. Utah joining the league should be a beautiful thing. I'm all for expansion. Yet, this Utah thing is just getting uglier and uglier by the day because now it's being reported Arizona has until the earliest, by the end of the All-Star weekend, by the latest, the trade deadline, to have something in order or else the league has another option. Unfair for Utah fans to be painted as a villain. Unfucking fair. In hockey, ironically enough, we got the Flyers on Saturday, and I'm excited for that game. That's a potential playoff matchup, and if there is a team that could replicate what Florida did last year, I think it's Philly. I really do. And what Torts does post Connor Hart leaving, Carter Hart, I mean leaving, that'll determine whether or not that motherfucker wins Coach of the Year. I just hope that before that's decided, that young individual has justice served. All I can hope for. I'm going to shoot it back off to the boys. Just know that I love you. I'd be nothing without you. And always remember, 
you've been great. I've been Bobby. Believe in women. Stand behind the survivors. Don't be a fucking asshole. Let's go beast, baby. And that was another great Bobby's Corner. Take my word for it because I trust I trust Bobo. Bobo wouldn't let us down. He wouldn't let you guys down. He's a man of the people. He's out there creating content left and right for you guys. If you aren't following Bobby Bruski, shame on you. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I don't want to be too mean, but shame on you guys. Bobo, <laughs> one of the best out there. One of the best in the biz shorter one this week i i was i was banking on him recording it after the hurricanes game but he sent yeah. it before the hurricanes game which really threw me off and then the way he sent the email really threw me off like i was trying to like because i was going to listen to it on the way home from the game last night and the email was so fucking confusing i don't know if he sent it differently or whatever and I, and i was just like looking at it like it, i don't know it was just throwing me off big time but regardless it's downloaded. It's ready to be thrown in there, and um, I'll obviously listen while I'm editing it, but or editing the pod. So, very much looking forward to hearing Bobby's corner again. We need to have. We need to figure out a Thursday to uh, so we can all hang and bang and talk Bruins hockey, rather than uh, the people deserve two hours of Bobby, maybe an hour and a half. I shouldn't say two hours because then that's going to draw me in for a long night with you guys. So what else do we have? Oh, so do we have anything more Bruins that we want to touch on? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So I, I do want to touch on this hockey Canada thing. Um, yeah. Very, very ugly situation going on. The uh, what year was it? 2018 World Juniors players. Yeah, they were having a banquet in uh, at the golf course in London, Ontario. It was the 2018 team, but I think it was in 2020 or 2019, maybe. I don't know. They had like a banquet the year after for that team win. I don't know. They normally just have a banquet somewhere, and uh, Dale Hunter was the coach, so it was in London. That's what I know essentially. And I've heard what happened and it is absolutely fucking horrifying. Like these guys deserve to be in prison and there's no room for this shit in the game at all. Like, I think we can all see the writing on the wall, who it is. A couple of them didn't get contracts at the beginning of the season and a couple of them taking, uh, or three or four of them taking personal leaves from their respective NHL rosters. But um, if the story I've heard is true, I'm, I would never get into details. This is, it's fucking, yeah. But if this, if what I heard is true, these guys should never play in the NHL again. I think it's a matter of breaking down exactly who was in what situations and how it all went down, but the, it doesn't matter either way. They essentially were all, we're in this act together and they're all going to have to fucking lay in their shitty beds together because you fucking play stupid games. You win stupid prizes. And yeah, to me, it, it, it puts, especially like that's Oh three stuffs coming out now with that team and in, in Halifax, it just, you know, all the stuff that's happened with hockey Canada in the past <clears throat> couple of years. Um, I definitely think it's, it, it it's on them to wear this as a black guy, it's on them to correct these actions. And 
I don't know. I was going to make a tweet about this, but like, I didn't want it. I didn't, I wouldn't feel like arguing with people online about this, but I do think once the dust settles and they've worn this with these allegations and horrific acts um, as an organization and they take the black guy and take all the, you know, sponsorship dollars they're going to lose and all this type of stuff. When they wear that, I, I do think it's time to eventually rebrand Hockey Canada and not to forget the victims or anything like that. And this is why I didn't tweet it because I knew this part would get lost in translation on Twitter. But like, not to like excuse what anybody did or anything, but to, to turn a new leaf and actually put these like new rules and regulations and code of conducts and things that they've been preaching these past couple of years that they're trying to change, to put them in full effect, I do think like you know you never forget about the victims but i do think as an organization you want to like move forward into an, a new and better space and not leave that stuff behind and forget what happened but to like like do you get what i'm saying like to, to essentially just like like i don't like i want them to wear this as a black guy and i want this to like you know them have to go through all this bullshit but i do think eventually like it's time to rebrand the hockey canada um into into you know a better conduct and and a, a safer place for players and uh people who are even just even coming in contact with these players so i don't know i might have i kind of just rambled and went all over the place there but yeah, that was good. yeah like i just okay. it, from what i heard like i've told you a little bit and it's just fucking horrific what <laughs> you know and the fact that it took so long because the family and the victim had a tough time deciding if they even wanted to go through with this is the heartbreaking part for me you know that's yeah essentially like why this took so long is you know the the victim was you know she had to make a decision and i think she made the right right one and um mm -hmm. it's it's just horrible that 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 we're even having to have this conversation no yeah i know it's it's it really is shitty. Uh, it, no and one like should why, have to go through that. Like what I was saying, the rebrand thing too is like to get rid of this old boys club type thing. Like I'm not saying forget, forgive and forget. I'm saying like take action and move forward. If that makes sense. I, I just don't want my words to get like twisted at all. I know I rambled there. I don't even, I kind of blacked out. So I just want to make sure I made that clear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it's, it's tough, man. Like, there's a problem in hockey right now, and not just with Hockey Canada, but in hockey in general. I mean, even like I didn't even know about it, but I, Mike Ribeiro, is that yeah. his last name? Yeah, Mike Ribeiro. He's been like recently too, him. like 2018 yeah. or some shit. Yeah, like he's been like investigated into sexual assault charges or like case and it's there's a problem in hockey right now and i don't know if it's because all these you know rich little fucking white boys just grow up all privileged and shit and think that mom and dad can get them out of everything and they know the future's bright for them and if they don't make it in hockey mommy and daddy's got their back and they think they can get away with anything like especially uh, in hockey like canadian hockey dude like some of the fucking shit behind closed doors that i've seen heard and that is still going on in like the greater toronto hockey association ontario uh minor hockey association like dude 
some of the fucking paying to get on teams, paying for ice time, like it treats and it shows these kids they're untouchable. And like, obviously not that I know much about juniors up in Canada and hockey up in Canada, but at such a young age, a lot of these kids, I mean, not only getting, you know, fucking called by their parents growing up, but a lot of these kids at a young age, they are like kings up there, right? Like they're, they are on top of the world playing juniors. Everyone's, you know, like London Knights, like uh, all these teams, they get like you join at 14, 15, 16. You're you're making all these runs for the Memorial Cup. Like there's all this press. So, yeah, naturally they're going to be like, yeah, like I'm I'm invincible. Like, look at me. Like I am the coolest kid in Canada right now. Like you feel you probably feel like an NHL are up there at times and you're getting everything handed to you like and i i think that that's a major problem in the sport is just there's not enough accountability at such a young age and uh, maybe that's a lot to ask but I, I feel like that's not a lot to ask at that 14 15 16 years old if you if you're if you're capable of going away leaving your parents and living with bill, with the billet family and playing top tier hockey at a very high level and and you're going to be on TV and you're going to be in, in, in the news. You're going to be in the newspaper. You're, there's going to be articles written about you. There's there's scouts coming to watch you. Then I think asking for some accountability isn't that hard. And uh, like, obviously, this is a world juniors incident. So like they're playing world juniors team Canada. I mean, we all know how good Canada is year in and year out. It gets to their head, man. It, it, it Like that's the only way I can look at this is like it gets to their head and the problem is, is they always have people to bail them out and give them a little slap on the wrist. Uh, I mean, not to like throw <laughs> throw my brother under the bus, but my youngest brother was a you know troublemaker basically growing up, and he was getting in and out of trouble. And my parents just being the parents that they were, like, yes, they would punish him to a certain extent, but they always bailed him out of whatever situation he was in. And yeah, he had to deal with the consequences at home, but that's much easier than dealing with the consequences, you know, in real life. Mm-hmm. Like I, you can be as strict as you want at home, but it's at some point it it has to, it has to show out, show up in the real world too. Like you can't just, you can't have this ego at such a young age and treat people the way that you do and just move on like that. Right. Like there's Mm -hmm. again, accountability, like the, this young girl has to live with what happened the rest of her life. Um, And obviously all these other victims have to, as well as from different cases or like any sexual assault case, right? Like you, and I think that's the hardest part for these guy hockey players is to put themselves in their shoes because i mean even the montreal first round pick that kid whoever is fucking what, what whatever his fucking name is he was Logan sending Mayhew. Nudes. yeah he was sending nudes of some girl he was on the night also yeah the irony huh well and that's the, there. what i was gonna get at too is like i i did want to say like i hate that this was dale hunter's team this happened to 
because he is a very much like I've I've had beers with Dale Hunter at bars in London. He's the greatest guy ever. Like he, you know what I mean? Like he'll he'll just sit around and tell stories from the past, like with a a, a table full of people that he's never even met around him. Like would never you like you know you you'd want your daughter to be walked home by him type thing. And yeah, um, I just hate that it happened to his team because I even remember with the Logan Mayu thing. Dale Hunter was the one that made him take himself out of the draft. Dale Hunter was the one that made him go into the Ontario Hockey League assistance program. Like Dale Hunter was the one that suspended him from the London Knights, like Logan Mayhew. Like, and now all this, like this shit's coming out of the team that he coached. And by all means, like he it's at a golf tournament. He's not head counting these guys like they're on a field trip, right? Like everyone's having a good time drinking, like playing golf, you know. In the last thing you're thinking of is your 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 players are gonna go do this type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, it just sucks that it's all come down to him. I know people don't like Dale Hunter. He was a piece of shit on the ice. And like, that's another thing I was gonna say too is like, Hockey Canada. Like, you know, it's like you said, it's it's a culture thing, and it's it's how these kids were raised. And but then you even look at like, you know, like I from people that like I went to high school with that played in the OHL while I was going to high school with them, like Kadri fucking Doughty, like, you know, it, they do like it, not all, you know, we're not saying all like fucking hockey players are bad guys. Cause these are guys that did come up through hockey Canada. I did, you know, like they'd be at high school. And then next thing you know, they just get to like a week off school. Cause they're going, you know, to on a road trip to wherever. And it's just like, those type, it, it is the way you're brought up, and like you were saying about your brother, and it, it, all these things come into it. It just, it's just fucking horrific that the, it's it this happened, and it's just wild that it keeps happening to Hockey Canada. Like, I, I there's obviously a problem here that needs to be fixed. There's a lot of work that needs to be done, not just in Hockey Canada, but in hockey in general. Um, fortunately, a lot of it stems from. It, it, a lot of it's on the parents too. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of you can point the fingers at a lot of people, but uh, at at the end of the day, they you need to be a culture, better person. Parenting, culture, yeah, parenting, everything, and organization. I mean, it all starts with parenting, and then mm. culture, and like you just, I don't know. That's the it, thing it, too. Like these, so, I mean, like the good parents sending these kids off to billet families. Like they're sending their kids, like Patra off the Guelph and hoping that they're these organizations are. And that's why I hate that this happened to Dale Hunter. Cause London has been a safe place for years. London has been very respect. Like, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. just like, you're sending your kids off to fucking hockey military, essentially hoping the best. Yeah. No, I, 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 I know. And I don't know. It's, there's a big character issue with hockey players. Like the uh, CHL on a whole, like Hockey I, Canada, CHL, like it just needs to be looked at. One thing that should be implemented, at least, and it could be, I, I, I truly don't know how like juniors works up there, but like if you're like 14, 15, 16 years old, right? Like you're, you're still maturing as a young, I can't even say young adult. That's not yeah. it. like a kid. You're a fucking kid. You're away from your parents. You like Still I already noted all this stuff. Yeah, you're you're a teenager. You're you like your body's going through all these changes. You're you're learning a lot of new stuff. You're you're away from your parents. I I, I think it's important to implement something like 
something as far as like therapy or or or, mm-hmm. or some someone like I know they all have the option to talk to people, but to make it mandatory because mm-hmm. if, team if, therapists, if, yeah, like if if you're going to live this lavish lifestyle from a, a, such a young age because let's admit it like they are like they are on top of the world playing some of the best hockey at such a young age then you should be forced to put in that extra work because you know like the coaches can only do so much they're not with them 24 7 uh the you know the same with the the i guess you could say the front offices or anything i mean Mm -hmm. there needs to be there needs to be something implemented where like these kids can work on themselves as human beings and almost like character building like, coaches. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Character building coaches like, is a like, good way to put it. Uh, McQuaid, what he does for the Bruins. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. And I, I don't think that's asking too much. If you, if, if you're going to get X NHLers, stand up guys, that have played yeah. for the organization to come in and you know talk to the kids once a month. And the shitty Dude. thing is, is kids like this, people like this, where it follows them into the league and they're fortunate enough to where they get obviously to make a shit ton of money, even that piece of shit in in Montreal, like he still ended up being a first round pick. But it it That's you're so shit. players like people like that. And the good guys, like guys like Bergeron, who who does things the right way, Mark Scheifele, whatever, geez. like yeah, like all all these players that do, like you're grouped into that now because now yeah. it's even just like your average high school hockey player, whatever, like hockey players are going to be looked at the, that way because it's it happens far too often, and it's scary to even think about, think of that happening as often as it does. And I think as guys, it, it's tough to put yourself in the victim shoes, any victim shoes, wherever, because like you, you can't, no you can't like, and, and a lot like these kids don't give two shits. Well, these kids, you're living in it. You know what I mean? Like then they're supposed to be role models to the kids yeah. underneath them. And like, what are you teaching them now? Like the, we thought this type of behavior was out of hockey and now it's just like we've we're realizing we've been blind to it for fucking the past decade yeah maybe and I'm two not gonna, maybe two you know i'm not gonna speculate on names or anything that that like the convenience of the the timing and stuff like that but there are players that there are some players involved or potentially involved that are getting paid nicely right now and they're have being asked contracts. to surrender Yep, and they're being asked to surrender, and uh, these guys were fortunate enough to make as much money as they have so far because um, Hockey Canada, investigators, all these people kind of sat on their hands or twiddling their fucking thumbs, waiting like there's – I don't think there's a reason. It's I think it's inexcusable to – I think it's inexcusable – to hold out information from, I mean, I, well, it's, I shouldn't say that because respect for the victim and others and such too. And, but mm-hmm. it's inexcusable that it took this long. I get it. That it could be difficult and you, you need to thoroughly do your, do your homework on this. Obviously like you can't just butch the butcher this by any means, but um, it's 2024. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, this happened in what 2018? Or yeah, like, no, that, members of the 2018 World Juniors, it happened in 2020. Yeah, and I think in 2020, it's been like a four year investigation, I think. Yeah, so it like, started in 2020. But the thing about it is, like, it, it, it's, um, you know, like you said, respect to the victim and the family. Like, I, from what I've heard, like the scuttlebutt and like around town and stuff from people that, um, would know about this type of thing. From what I heard, the family, like I said earlier, had a really tough time deciding, including the victim, whether they were even going to pursue this or not. So that was, it was made public before they pursued the case, as far as I'm aware of. And that's, and like I said, that's to, up to the family and the victim. Like you know what I mean? Like, like you said, I would never put myself in a victim's shoes. I'm also a man. Like I, I don't know what, like what anything like that would be like to go through. Um, so I'm not speculating anything in that sense, but yeah, like, like you said, like uh, from what I've heard, they wanted to get it right. And the whole process took long to kick off, but them wanting to get it right. Shouldn't have taken this long is my no. opinion about it. I, 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 I wouldn't agree with that. No, I, I agree. Like you want to get it right. You can't afford to get this wrong. No, uh, this is a big one. Yeah. And but it shouldn't have taken. And it's internationally. Long. That's another thing people have to think about. Like I'm not going to yeah, say names. That, but like it, one yeah. of the, uh, one of like what everyone thinks is a ringleader wasn't even playing in North America. Yeah, you know what I mean. So this shit takes time too. Yeah. So hopefully there's names out soon. I mean, obviously everyone is speculating, but we're not going to do that. But hopefully there are names out soon and. um Get them out before the All Star break, so we can have a fun. Not a. Fun, I hate even saying that. Like so that, you know, this can be public news. Like that's. What, I'm worried they're gonna like drop it on the All Star weekend weekend, and it's just like, what are we doing? Because like the NHL is fucking notorious. They they released the fucking Salt Lake City expansion thing when this thing got announced. Well, I think that was planned by. Um, oh, was it? Yeah, I think that was planned so the by owners. By yes. Yeah, but so, you'd think Gary wasn't like, hey, can you guys release this? To, like, I don't trust Gary, man. He's a lawyer. I, I don't guy. I don't trust Gary either. I, I think I think his time is up too. I mean, that's a seventy fucking years of, old. Yeah. Yeah, and just him as a human being, but that's a different episode for a different day. Uh mm. it's a shitty situation. I hope justice is served sh- sooner rather than later, obviously. And I hope whoever's involved gets what's coming for them. And I hope the victim at least one day or victims um, can find peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they deserve it. I, I can't imagine how stressful this, everything has been on them. I, I, I can't even come close to putting myself in the, in their shoes. And like, that's, I mean, you're you, obviously the victims are young too. So they have so much life ahead of them. So I hope they can find peace one day. I hope, they can just move on one day. I, they'll obviously never move on from something like this, but I, I, mm-hmm. I hope they find peace and they get all the help that they, you know, they get the help that they deserve. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's a shitty situation. And this I all just came hope... out on fucking bell. Let's talk day too. Yeah. <laughs> of all like, days too. And I, I just hope the culture in hockey changes. I, I hope there's a, I hope hockey Canada, uh, dresses things differently as far as younger players and 
maturity and all like there's a lot that plays into it so i i do hope that something that's not just addressed with hockey canada but i hope other organizations can learn from it uh not just hockey canada but other organizations can learn from it and move forward and help these young kids be better humans better being be better men boys whatever the fuck you want to call it but be better pros all around like in life and everything yeah exactly because i mean uh, there's two, there's already too many yeah. shitty people in the world we can't afford anymore but Mm-mm. as far as that uh is there anything else we should touch on i i know we were leaving the debrusque stuff for after bobby's corner but i know you brought it up before i don't know if there's anything more you want to touch on that no just that contract talks are happening contract i haven't heard anything talk. about swayman yeah, Swayman. I, I we're not I gonna talk trade deadline. We're we're getting close on to every episode being trade deadline talk. <laughs> yeah, so we're just yeah. we're trying not to bore you guys with that right now. Oh my god, I just realized same thing over and over. They're either gonna make a big trade no one likes or do nothing at all, and no one's gonna be happy anyways. I just realized Saturday's the last Bruins game for a week and a half. Oh yeah, I saw that too. Well, we'll be doing uh, the tapped in series. Make sure if you want to get your fucking hockey fix. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Be on the lookout for that. We might have Uh, to double up that week. Do a Tuesday and a Thursday. You broke up a little there, but I know what you were saying. Oh, did yeah. No, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll yeah, we'll have other content coming out, and we'll have some fun with it. I think there's a potential live stream too for the All Star game. Yeah. One or the All Star skills, whatever. There's something there's something cooking up in the kitchen, baby. But um, sorry that we kind of had to end on a uh, on a sad yeah. note like that. But again, I I hope it's important to talk about. Yeah, it, I didn't want to have this conversation on fucking Twitter. Like I said, like I had a no, tweet I, ready to tweet out, and I was like, I'm not doing this, man. Yeah, <laughs> was every, like, everyone was throwing out their two cents yesterday. There are some really bad ones, really bad ones, and yeah. uh, there are also some good ones. But I just I'm. I'm not putting stuff like that out on Twitter when we have a podcast that we can voice our thoughts on because there's not enough characters to even talk about it. No. Um, so, but again, I, I, I hope the victim finds peace one day, the victims. Um, I hope justice is served sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. And I hope we can move forward as just a, a hockey culture and just be better people. Uh, it, it's, I don't think it's that hard to be a good person, but no apparently it is um and, and obviously doing the right thing but yeah this uh fuck kind of sucks to end on this note but <laughs> let's wrap it up for episode what's this 60, oh, 68 the auger episode big week next week let's wrap it up for episode 68 big week next week if you know you know and um, hey, baby <laughs> i uh and um yeah, uh, they'll they'll wrap it up. Oh, maybe next week's a good week. To actually, we gotta we gotta talk to Bob. I'll figure it oh, out. Oh yeah, we should. Yeah, we, we could we could definitely use him for next week. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they'll wrap it up for. Oh man, it would be only fitting if he's here for episode sixty nine. I know. So, That's what I was just up. thinking. Yeah. Maybe we might have to move the date back. I mean, even if we talk, we Wednesday, could do a Saturday maybe. one. Well, even if we talk earlier in the week, there's not much to do, and we've still dropped five. Oh, yeah, that's like, true. Yeah, it's not going to matter. Yeah, it won't, it won't really matter unless the news comes up, but then we can always hop on. And, you know, I wonder if they, 
I wonder if they extend the uh, Sway and JD that week. That would be fucking nice, huh? Oh. They swing before you go. Where is oh before you go to Toronto? That shitty fucking city. Yeah. City of losers. Um, sign this. Sign this, buddy. But uh, yeah, that'll wrap it up for episode sixty-eight. Sorry, we're rambling on a little bit too much. I'm just a little bit bummed that we had to end on this, but sorry, folks, it needed to be talked about. Brett, it was a pleasure doing business with you, ladies and gentlemen. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. Till next time, stay cool. Peace. It was only a kid.